Okay, it's a rhyme tov. We continue with the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're on page Kufyud Dalid. And we're now going to go into more detail into the Birchas HaShachar, the morning blessings, after we've done the first four of Asher Nosan Lasech Vivina, Shalosani Koi, Shalosani Ovet, Shalosani Isha. Now we're going to get into the blessings that are more specific to the actual pleasures we get that we can sense with our bodies. So Rupinka starts off with a general discussion about this whole idea. And he says, when we talk about Avodah Hashem, we have to know that there are general principles and specific details. And when a person gets involved in general principles, the the, the grasp is much broader and it has a certain advantage. Why? That you can reach certain points when you're looking at the broad category that you can't reach with the details. Why? Because details are very small. So how impressive is one little detail? Uh, the Ramchal writes in his introduction to Sefer Derech Hashem he says there are so many details in Avodah Hashem and it's beyond what a human being can even hold into his seichel and he can't know them all but what is worthy for us to know and we should make efforts is to know the principles because each principle by nature incorporates many details and when we grasp a principle we are grasping all the details that are within the principle. For example, <coughs> when we're saying the Shemon Esrei in the first bracha, how do we refer to Hashem as? He's the one that has acquired everything. He owns everything. Okay, that talks about a broad context. That's way beyond what deal, details can do. If you're going to get into what every little detail of what Hashem owns, so to speak, it's infinite. And you, you can't praise Hashem for each and every star because there's an infinite amount of stars that we can't detail. But when we say we're grasping on to all the details in one word. Or when we say Hashem bestows good kindness all those expressions that have such a broad scope so we're using them all to praise Hashem and if we would be working on the details we could never really get to the depths and breadths of what the broad categories are telling us we know the famous Gemur in Megillah where a chazan went for the Amit before Rabbi Hanina and he went way beyond Hakel Hagadol he goes way beyond. Rabbi Hanina says, are you finished? Did you finish saying all the praises of Hashem? We just say, that's all we could say because that's what Moshe told us to say. And you're adding on so many. So therefore, sometimes less is more. That when you say the broad stroke, we are grabbing on to a much broader power. So that's on the one hand where generalities are good. On the other hand, in spite of that good part, there's a deficiency, a downside 
to generalities. Yes, the, the generality graphs thousands and thousands of details. And each detail is almost like a nothing, right? But the problem is, as they say, you know, the expression is, you, uh, what's the idea? You forget to see the trees in the forest. Oh, it's a huge forest, but you may not even recognize one tree. You have to be careful that when you broadly discuss something, you could forget the importance of each and every single detail. And this is what the point of the standing brachas is about. To, even though there's a broadness, but there's still expression in the detail that's important so that you do see the trees that are in the forest. And the more that a bracha can detail things, especially when we talk about brachas, it's uh, more desirable. For example, what is a more desirable bracha? Bore priha eitz or bore priha doma? The answer is bore priha eitz is a more virtuous bracha because bore priha doma is more of a general bracha while priha eitz is more specific. It's the fruit of the tree, not just the whole ground. And a bore priha doma is more virtuous than a shahakol. Because the shakol just say everything. Well, that's a lot. Let's how about we can uh, drill it down. So therefore, the more detailed, the better the bracha. And therefore, when you're making the order of brachas, let's say you have to have three foods. One is a shahakol. Let's say you have a candy, a potato, and an apple. You're going to make three brachas. What's the order? We go with the detailed one first. Baripriya eats before Baripriya dama before Shakoni Epiphara. So therefore, even though we say the word Koneha called that Hashem owns everything, and that's a wonderful thing that Hashem has everything, but there's still that broad understanding leaves us missing out the appreciation of the details. Okay. And therefore, we may you know, talk in broad strokes, but it's not something I relate to specifically. You, know, you can tell a person, wow, you've been a real big help in my life. Okay. True. And that includes all the thousand things you did. How about you say a few of them? They'll give you more appreciation. So when you detail that Hashem created the heavens, and what does the heavens mean? There are stars, and what does it mean? There's a star. And all those details, there are certain foundations that you won't find in the generalities. So when we say Baruch, Baruch means like a brecha, a, a pool of water that's spouting out. So the so the birchas hashachar that we detail right in the morning is we open up this spring of water to connect to Hashem. So even when we finish the prayers and leave the shul, those details are still uh, on our minds. And they arouse us of the broad but detailed kindnesses that Hashem does, and we feel more connected to Hashem. And therefore, Birchus HaShachar is focusing on our natural life. And the goal is to take our natural life that everybody has, you're just living naturally, to be a life of holiness and purity. 
to thank Hashem for every breath that we take or anything we see or anything we wear or we can stand or we can walk. It's all connected to the word of Hashem. And therefore we can make our lives like a big base Hamigdash, a place where Hashem can dwell and let the whole reality of our lives be infused with that Kedusha to recognize that everything we have is all from Hashem, from His bountiful hand that He gives to connect us. And this is the goal of all the Birchus HaShachar, detailing the kindness of Hashem in the world, in our lives, and the more we detail it, the better that will be. Okay. So now, next thing he says is that tefillah really is we're constructing something. And the beauty of a building that you construct is with the fine detail that's there, the craftsmanship. You could put up a room with just walls, but you could have, you know, fresco. You could have, you know, different little things to make it fancier to walls, right? <coughs> so, um, and, and a house is more beautified by those details that show that, they always say the expression, there was a, a, a look, a, a focus on the detail, they say. Because that makes it more beautiful when it's just not just a regular wall. So our prayers begin, as we said, remember this fourth stage, it begins in this world, the simple, lowly world. And the purpose of these brachas is that we shouldn't get up in the morning and just say, Hashem, you give me everything. Thanks for everything you give me. No, we have to detail as much as possible the details and details like our eyes and our clothes and all the other things to construct a beautiful structure of praise to Hashem. And even though there are details, but they are all still part of generalities because look how much chesed lies in that God clothes those that are unclothed. You can even get into a detail there. Look, look how many clothes I'm wearing. It's not one clothes, a shirt and a tie and pants and underwear and a coat and gloves and all these things. There's so many things that are there. Right? So we're trying to build a beautiful structure. Every brook has got a lot of details in them. And... Uh, it's almost infinite. All the brachas, Hamutz Chesed, just like just like we say, there's a Chesed Bore Eitz and Bore But you got to remember, the rule is, if you grab on too much, you don't get anything. So therefore, we can't go into every single minutia detail forever and ever and ever. No, you got to get enough detail to grab the person's attention but not overly detailed to bog yourself down in the, uh... all right. Now, so now our job is that the whole goal of Birchus HaShachar is to get into the details. So let's start with the first one of a detail. And what's the first detail? Pokeach Ivarim. You open the eyes of the blind. A special bracha for the eyes. Interesting. We have a lot of senses. Sense of sight. Sense of hearing. Sense of smell. 
sense of taste, and sense of touch. Yet, in the standing brachas, we only make a bracha on the sense of sight. Fascinating. Why do we do this? So, let's begin to think of what makes sight so much more important than the other senses. Doesn't mean to say we ignore the gift of the other senses. And perhaps we should briefly think that thank you for the sense of sight, but we're not forgetting to give us the other senses. So this could be like the one bracha of a detail for all five senses. And you see with this detail of sight, no broad category could even come close to give us an appreciation. If you want to feel connected to Hashem, and this is the big avoda where we detail pokeach ivrim and all the other things. So let's really look into pokeach ivrim. It's hard to even say thanks for it. You know why? Because we're so used to having it. Have you ever not seen anything? Right? You know, it, the, the philosophers suggest if a person would be beneath the surface of the ground, let's say you were born underground with air but with no light living your whole life in the dark you'd be like a dead person person cannot live without light the Gemara Nadarim says a blind person is like a dead person why because with his eyes if he cannot see he lives in the darkness he doesn't have to see the beauty and the pleasure of this world he's missing all the good that Hashem is bringing him. So he's like a dead person because the main thing is missing. You can't see all the good that's there. And the pleasure isn't just from the light. If you really reflect on this, it will you'll see there's an infinite amount of things that the power of sight gives you that you should be paying attention to. Things that are happening every day, every hour, every minute, and we're not even paying attention. You know what the sight of sight gives you? First of all, it lets you get into your house. It lets you see your children or your grandchildren. It lets to see the farm that you have, to learn in a safer, to see that you have a wound and that it is healing, to see the bread and the butter that's on the table. And how often do we you know, pay attention to that, that because of the eye that we have, there's unlimited vision. You know, like they have, you know, the plans on the cell phones, unlimited texting and call. Can you imagine if it would be limited? Then we start thinking, well, I don't know how much I should use today because I'm going to have to pay extra. I think that Shem says you have limited sight. You can only see for two hours a day. No, you can see all the time. If we just take this to heart, this would connect us to Hashem. If we really think of what pokeach ivrim means, the power of sight, there's really something incredible to thank Hashem for because chas v'shalom, it could be possible for a person not to see. And if we would think about it, it's like the most amazing gift that you get. And it's because, why does Hashem give us this amazing gift? Because he wants us to have pleasure. Just like a mother 
she's very involved and does a lot for a child, prepares his meal, so it should be very tasty, because she wants the child to enjoy the meal. Hashem wants us to enjoy this world. Hashem created a beautiful world, so when we look at it, it's beautiful. Now, man may destroy it, but God made it beautiful. Remember, the Yerushalmi says in the future, a person will have to give an accounting for all that his eye saw and that he did not enjoy. Now, certainly the Gemara does not mean they'll have to be looking for every single pleasure in the world to thank Hashem. No, our main job is to learn Torah, serve Hashem, and do mitzvahs. But if we're already enjoying this world, we should know that Hashem wants us to enjoy it. And someone who does not live that way, he's almost denying the kindnesses that Hashem has done for him. Hashem, you know, gives us, uh, puts, uh, has a soda water in a fridge. Why? So it tastes good. <laughs> Hashem allows us to have a refrigerator. Why? So you can have a cold drink. A cold drink in the summer is much better than a hot drink. It feels better. And that's the essence of a Jew. And anyone who gets used to noticing those details lives every moment with Hashem with a feeling that every minute Hashem is doing good to him and you're connecting to this pleasure being with Hashem and the world turns over to him to becoming a base Hamikdash, one big base. What's the base Hamikdash? It's the place where Hashem's presence was revealed. So Hashem's presence is revealed when your eyes can see and he has to see a beautiful world out there. Hashem's doing all that. So why is it that not a base amitash? And we know a blind person is like a dead person. So that means I'm I'm alive. But we can even sense this even more. Okay. Uh, that this is such an amazing gift to a value, to really appreciate the sweetness that Hashem wants us to understand. Okay, such a such a chesed that Hashem creates everything like the air that we breathe every second of the day right now here's an interesting thing you want to appreciate breathing stick your head into water for a minute stick your face under the water for a minute till you're out of breath then come out of the water oh, you're going to appreciate air right how about this Try to sit, try when the class is over, close your eyes and try to walk into the shul with your eyes closed. You're gonna see it's not easy. And then you open your eyes and say, this is amazing. So even when you make the bracha, you could maybe close your eyes, close your eyes, make the bracha, and then open them. Imagine if my eyes would be closed the whole time, how terrible that would be. And there's another beautiful thing about seeing. You know, sometimes you can hear a child cry. And we're looking for the source of the cry. And guess what? It turned out it was a cat who was crying the same way. Okay. So in other words, our, our hearing can sometimes fool us. But it's every time that you looked and you saw a hat in front of you and when you came to the hat it was an apple no that never happens why because the power of hearing can fool us but the power of sight is true sight reveals the absolute truth and that's a tremendous power you can and you know how powerful it is 
you can kill a person based on your sight. Person did a crime. We can't kill the person who did a crime. There's no witnesses. You have two witnesses. Now, what does a witness have to be doing to be a witness? It can't be, I heard the person said, I'm going to kill you. I heard a sound that sounded like a stabbing sound. And I heard a cry of someone sounding like he got stabbed. I haven't heard the person say, why did you stab me? I'm dying. Doesn't help. You got to see with your eyes. He stabbed the guy and the guy dies. So what does that mean? Seeing is believing. Seeing is truth. It's so true. We'll even believe a testimony to kill someone with a capital crime. Because we assume when you see, you see the truth. We know exactly who and what we're seeing. And if we didn't see it, or if the <coughs> or if the seeing didn't reveal to us something true, so then we got something to be worried about. But we know that what we see is the truth. Now, if a person is delusional, then we have problems. If you see what's not there, it's a problem. Now, people lie, that's also a problem. But Hashem gave us the tool to mamish see the emis. And just like everything in life, that has a body and a soul to it, so does a bracha have a body and a soul to it. The essence of the bracha are the words that we say. That's the main bracha. That connects us if we understand or whether we don't understand. We know, we know that the sight of Hashem comes from Hashem. We connect to Hashem. That's nice. But if we add a kavana to the bracha, we add how special it is, how much our lives are enriched by it, then we really have a totally different life. It's not enough that we are uh, saying this, but if we sense it, then our lives are full of sin. Sense for pink is another important idea. He says, the sense of sight is so much more valuable than any other sense, why? Because what a person sees in five seconds, the mouth can't say and the ear can't hear for years and years. I think we discussed this earlier. You come into the shul and your eyes scan the shul. Five seconds, see everything in the shul. Now tell over exactly what you saw. Because I saw a shul. Oh, that's not what you saw. Did you see chairs? Yeah, how many chairs? Oh, I have to think about it. Okay, well, I don't know. 72 chairs. How many tables? 20 tables. What do the tables look like? What do the chairs look like? What was the material the chairs were made of? Was it a metal chair? Was it a material chair? How did the Arna Kodesh look? Were there books in the bookcases? What kind of books? What color were the books? What's farm were in the books? Can you read everything that was in the books that was in the synagogue? So what's happening is, you know, so so often, you know, as I say, one picture is worth a thousand words. It's worth more than a thousand words. And it all comes from the sense of sight. Okay. There's so much that you can see. Sight is really good for all kinds of details. There's millions of details that your eye can see. But when you're gonna have to talk, it's gonna take forever. Okay, let's say you are on top of a mountain 
and your a majestic overlook, panoramic view. How long will it take you to describe that? Now it's interesting. Another thing, Hashem said, "Oh, okay, listen, Hashem, you had to create us to see. If we can't see, we can't do anything." Yeah, but Hashem could have created us to see black and white. I think bees, I think only see black and white. I'm not sure there's certain uh, insects only see black and white. Why do you have to see in color? <coughs> you could learn Torah without color. You could eat food without color. You can go to work without color. So why do we have color? You know, it's kishmak. More color, it, it's, it does something for your senses. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. There's another thing about sight. Let's think about this other point we're saying, It's not only an eye that can see right now, but it's also a camera that's taking a picture. And whatever you see in the day, you can remember. You can bring up the picture in your mind. Now, how do, how do I know that's true? Very simple. I could ask some, I could ask you, Describe the shul. You're not there. You can do a pretty good job of describing, but you're not seeing it. So where, how can you describe it? You're not seeing it. Ah, it's like the film. The film in the camera has already been developed. In your mind, what you saw, the movie that you saw, has developed pictures in your mind. So the eye is the beginning of all the storage that you have. And it works all automatically. Unless chas v'shom you get sick or you get an injury. So everything you see is retained forever. Unbelievable. So therefore, we see from all this that Hashem has created a world with so many possibilities of physical pleasure. And to feel with that the closeness that Hashem wants to be with us and the goodness that's docked over here in this world. From all the relatively low, unspiritual things in the world, there's so many pleasures that we have, okay, um, that, that, are, that are continuous. Physical pleasures, spiritual pleasures. Hashem wants us every day to eat, to know every day there's food that tastes good. And the more you eat and the tastier it is, and you think, Hashem, you really love me. The more that happens, the closer you feel to Hashem. So we need to accustom ourselves to get used to praising Hashem all the time. Thank you for the coffee. You had a coffee. Tasted good? It's warm. It was good. Well, you made a shahakal. That's true. But to understand, you know what it took for that coffee to get here? You know was a coffee bean somewhere in the Andes Mountains, or Colombian coffee beans. How they got all the way to you? There was no, uh, there was no uh, delays in delivery as there was a couple of years ago. You got the flavor you like, I hope. And and all these things Hashem gives to you, it's, it's so simple. Thank you for the clothes. We have the bracha malbi sharumi. You have weekday clothes, you have Shabbos clothes, you have summer clothes, you have winter clothes. <laughs> Not like in the generation of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi where the Gemara said her and says six people had to share one garment. Okay. 
you could say when you make the bracha, Malbi Sharum, you could say, Hashem, the shirt I wore yesterday got dirty, so I got a new clean shirt today. Clean and pressed. Do I deserve that? Every day I got a new shirt? The Gemara Ksuva tells about Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. When he left this world, he lifted up his ten fingers and said, Rabbi you know before me that I worked with all my ten fingers to just learn Torah and to help and spread Torah. I didn't take any personal pleasure with even my pinky. But on the other hand, it also says that on Rabbi Yehuda Levi's table, he was the exilarch, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi rather, it says there wasn't any exotic fruits or vegetables that were missing from his table. So what's so what's going on over here? So was he enjoying the food? He had all the food when he didn't enjoy it. So, so the answer is he was not enjoying the things per se. He was enjoying Hashem via them. He always felt I'm eating something that doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Hashem. That's, that's what he's saying. You know, he's saying, you know that I didn't take pleasure from anything of my own. But he always said, but he ate food, but I know it's Hashem's food. Okay. It was always on the table and he ate it. But he never took pleasure. This is the key word. This is the key word to understand. He says, Lo nehesi. I didn't take pleasure from the world. Where did he take pleasure? From Hashem. It's a big difference. Where you're saying, oh, I'm enjoying this apple, but I'm not enjoying Hashem. Oh, that's the problem. You say, I'm enjoying Hashem. How am I enjoying Hashem? Because Hashem is showing me how much he loves me by the orange I just ate. So that's what he's saying. I didn't, my little finger didn't take pleasure from this world. I took only pleasure from Hashem. And that's what these initial brachas are meant to do. To remind us how the detail is there and then to stay with that the whole day and every time you look, just for a moment, even if you're looking at a traffic jam, Baruch Hashem, you could look at a traffic jam. At least you could see the traffic jam. You don't have to be a blind person in the back seat waiting at a traffic jam. Okay, we'll stop it over.